Welcome to the Car Park Convos podcast. Anita Colney, the founder or co-founder of the Bondi Ocean Lovers Festival. It's so great to have you. Thanks so much for having me. Um, look, the Ocean Lovers Festival is soon upon us. It's um, in its, well, is it its third year now or fourth? How long have you been doing it for? So we're going into our third year. It should be our fifth if it weren't for four cancellations during uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this is actually going to be our third festival. Amazing, amazing. So what have been the challenges on the way to getting this done if you had so many others you were meant to do? What, what got in the way? Uh, the pandemic got in oh, the yeah. way. That was a big call for everyone. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that actually made it caused us to reschedule four times. Wow. Which was really difficult when you've got an upcoming event and it's quite a new event still. Mm. Um, so that was definitely a huge hurdle for us in getting it up and running. Uh, but I've got to say, we've had such incredible support from partners and from the community. Uh, and I think it's actually emerged as an even more important topic after the pandemic because people have realized just how important. Um, our nature and our environment is to our well-being. That's true, isn't it? I mean, I remember there were stories uh, coming out of different places of um, people refining their love of the ocean and, and kind of reconnecting with different sports or even fishing, you know, because that was the only way you could be outside. You had to be active at the beach. You weren't allowed to just sit there. So um, it's an interesting outcome. I mean, that did happen in Bondi though, right? Like that was actually one of those rules. You had to be active outside. I was up in Foster, so I didn't have the full the full effects of that lockdown moment. It Was that what was happening at it Bondi? Was, it was. I felt very fortunate to live near the beach and to actually be able to get there every day, but you mm. could not sit on the beach. You had to be active when you were out and about. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, well, you, so you found that a lot of the Bondi community are now kind of even more interested in looking after it. Is that what you think's happened since the pandemic? Absolutely, and I think it goes broader than than the Bondi community. The Bondi mm. community is quite engaged in the environment and sustainability anyway, mm. uh, but I think it's just people in general who realise the importance of it more than before, and there's so many curious and concerned people that don't actually know how they can make a difference, and I think that's part of what's so exciting about the festival. That's beautiful. And so what was your original um, inspiration for the festival and what's the origin story you know like what's the narrative um i know that i've met with yourself and i've also met with caroline um what's the story behind all this uh look i've got four children and i want them to grow up appreciating and experiencing all the things that i fell in love with about australia my parents are from sweden they moved over okay. here and i'm the first australian born in the family and uh my dad was an olympic sailor and him and his brother sailed in three Olympic Games for Sweden and several world championships all around the world. So we've always had this attachment to the water. And when he came out to Australia, he goes, oh, my God, this is where I want to stay. This is such an amazing place. I'm sick of dragging my boat across the ice and this, that and the other. Let's move over to this beautiful, um, beautiful place. And uh, we moved over here and I was the first person in the family born here. Nice. And uh, my dad actually kept going with his windsurfing and other things. He was one of the pioneers in wind, introduced windsurfing to Australia. Wow. And Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I actually just have always had this love of ocean. I grew up on the beach when I was a kid and realized that, you know, all those things for I took, that I took for granted and enjoyed when I was growing up mm. were just not going to be the same for my kids. There was so much more anxiety about climate and this, that, and the other. So I was like, how can I do something 
positive because if people don't feel inspired and don't and feel that they can't do anything, then they don't feel that it takes away their power basically. So I wanted to create a platform to engage the community to inspire people to fall in love with the ocean because when you when you love something, you're more inclined to protect it. Word to that. That is about as true a statement as you can get in the environmental movement. If you can love something, you you protect it. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the ways in which you're trying to inspire that love in people at this year's Bondi Ocean Lovers Festival? So we start by working with schools throughout the year. We've got a literati waste art competition mm-hmm. that goes out to schools and the works that we've had come in are absolutely amazing. We've got uh, over 50 entries this year and from schools all over Sydney and um, the artworks, the children are actually inspired to make artworks out of things that could end up in the ocean but then also write their messages for the ocean mm-hmm. and they're truly captivating and I'm really excited for people to see them. This year some of the, the winning works are actually going on display at the Maritime Museum. Oh, amazing. Cool. <laughs> We have over 400 children coming down for school excursions and they'll get to drive underwater drones with the Maritime Museum, participates in workshops with the University of Sydney and UNSW, um, check out the exhibition, the art exhibitions and do a whole bunch of really cool workshops with Take Three, presentations from scientists in the theatre and it's just going to be an amazing day. And then on the weekend it just kicks off with all the fun activities so you can start the day at seven o'clock with the sunrise yoga and and meditation for the beach then join a beach clean after that and then check out some market stalls and workshops and live music all afternoon Mm. and we've got the same on the the sunday but on the sunday we've also got a surf competition oh yeah you do don't you (laughs) Our first ever foray into the um, the surface for climate competitive scene. Absolutely. Um, it's really going to be fun, that. It's a pleasure to be involved in that with yourselves and Piping Hot. Um, you know, it's a, it's a funny, um, spacey old surf comp. Now that I'm on the other side of the organising equation, it's I've been racking my brains about how to get those kind of climate-related messages embedded there and create a bit of competitive spirit around that. So um, anyone listening to this who wants to get involved it should be a really fun day and it's a real pleasure to be working with you on that um it sounds packed i mean like how how what's the process for you to get into um into these kind of like different ideas is it all you or or have you kind of opened up to other people to bring stuff to you in terms of like the literati piece the i noticed that there's also all these films happening at the bondi pavilion as well um where do all the ideas come from, or is it just like a is it a session that you and Kaz do, or what what goes on there? Kaz and I develop the core of the festival, but we have things that come our way all the time. Yeah. And as we've started to gather momentum and become, starting to become more recognised, mm. we get more and more ideas thrown at us all the time. So mm. it's more about us trying to sift and keep everything relevant and manageable. But it's so hard because some of the things that come at us are, are so exciting that we think, how what can we do with it? We're really excited this year to be doing. Um, a, a VIP screening, which is a private screening, actually, of mm. deep rising, which yep. is all about the problem with the deep sea mining, which is a real out of sight, out of mind problem and yep. something that people really aren't aware of. So there'll be a fireside chat on the Sunshine stage, our main stage at 3.45 with Sarah Wilson and We Are Eight, which is one of our new sponsors. Yeah, cool. On the Saturday afternoon. 
which will be really exciting for people to listen to. Um, we are eight. They're an awesome new sponsor and they're a, a new social media platform, which is all about uh, sharing good stories and anti-hate and making a social media platform, which is all really focused on being all for good. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. Sounds bloody glorious. Um, science in your swimmers, is this just your way to see lots of people half nude or what's going on here? Like what's the, what's the motivation behind this? It's more about uh, walking off the beach and uh-huh. hearing some incredible talks. Okay. In your swimmers. Oh, uh, so the audience is wearing the swimmers, not the presenters. That's it. That's it. Oh, I know cool. we have some presenters that would love to be in their swimmers. but I'll no, probably be in board shorts. I think I'm on one of the panels, so I'll, I'll be in boardies at least. You are. You are. You're in the Surfing Towards a Sustainable Future panel. There it is. That's it. Um, no, so we've got some incredible talks this year. We've got ABC coming to podcast some of the talks for their Big Ideas program. Cool. And um, some of the we're pod, we're actually recording a lot of them as well to be able to um, share that information afterwards. We've got um, seafood, how sustainable is sustainable, and mm. incredible speakers like Tony Werby from the Mindaroo Foundation, chef, legendary chef Neil Perry. Wow. And, um, Jess Samut, who's from the UN, who UNSW professor. Okay. Um, so we're talking about saving our underwater forests and that uh, we've got an incredible talk about the Titanic. Oh, wow. A wonderful lady called Emily Jateff, who's actually the curator at the Na- uh, Australian National Maritime Museum, and she's actually been down there with James Cameron. Oh, wow. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty cool story. We've got a Sharks, Good, Bad and the Ugly talk um, with um, the legendary Valerie Taylor coming to oh, talk wow. on that one. Cool. And uh, Dr. Leonardo Guido, who's an AMCS shark scientist, uh, Lawrence Schlebeck and Captain Gordon Scott, who were doing a Grain Earth Shark Census, the inaugural ever Grain Earth Shark Census. That's I heard about this. I was going to ask. It's called the first harmonised Grain Earth Shark Census. So what's that all about? Are you getting people in the water go go for a snorkel or what are we doing? So we absolutely are. We're getting That's people cool. all the way from Queensland to New South Wales on the Saturday the 18th mm-hmm. to sign up through local dive centres and dive shops and to go out and do counts in all the aggregation sites uh-huh. to bring attention. Because if you don't do it at the same time, it's very hard to get um, a clear picture of how many there are. Yeah, and sure. The, the, the incredible thing is that the grey nose shark was the first ever shark species to be protected over 40 years ago, but it's still a critically endangered species. Mm. So it just shows that uh, it, we need to do a lot more work um, with our marine sanctuaries and protecting these mm. incredible species. I see a lot of them where I tend to dive around the Foster Tunkari kind of area. There is a marine park there that's been established now for quite a few years. And um, yeah, it is quite common now in that area, at least, to, to see a grey nurse when you're going spearfishing. I mean, I'm sure they like the smell of it when I get moving underwater, but um, <laughs> it's um, they're, they're quite a placid uh, shark, too. They just kind of cruise along like a really slow moving submarine. It's. Um, well, they're, they're, known quite, as the Labrador, they're known as the Labradors of the sea. That is, that's true enough, I reckon. They're just, they're pretty slow. Um, they're definitely not making any sudden movements on you. They're quite nice to watch. Yeah. And so, I mean, with the Ocean Lovers Festival as well, like it's a really stacked weekend. It seems like you've got a lot of moving parts. Like for yourself, what's, I mean, organizing something like this, Surface for Climate's organizing stuff all the time. It's, it can be incredibly stressful trying to balance multiple outcomes and objectives and all these different people you're trying to bring together to make this awesome. What 
have you found to be kind of the most surprising element of organizing an event like this in terms of a positive? Like what's what's a positive thing that you've learned about whether yourself or actually the art of organizing um, through all this experience now? Uh, it's Look, it's amazing to see how much inspiration and support there is for what we're doing. And I think that's been probably my driver and what keeps me going, mm. that there is so much support, there is so much of a need for it. So we've actually become Australia's largest ocean celebration, ocean and science cultural festival. Wow. Which is really exciting and we're only that's in our cool. third year. So it's really, you know, last year we had 18,000 people. This year we're expecting over 20,000 people over a few days. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's just amazing to see how much support there is and it's mm. such a good feeling to see people walk away feeling inspired and, and engaged and, to, and wanting to make a difference. Sure, sure. I mean, that's the goal that all of us have kind of in the environmental movement. If you can find that unlock for people to feel like they've got a journey ahead of them and kind of action, actionable steps they can take, it's, um, it really can be the beginning of quite, quite good things. I mean, when you think about the people, these 20,000 people that are going to be kind of touching or bumping into the Ocean Lovers Festival in many different ways, um, what, what's the biggest takeaway you want from them? Like, is there, are there any specific calls to action that you kind of point to or is it just kind of choose your own adventure? I think it's come there and find something that, that makes you feel that you want to make a change, whether it's buying a new, more environmentally pair of swimmers or you know, made out of fishing net or whether it's, um, chain, you know, buying a keep cup or, with, you know, just making a change in your everyday life and, and recognising that every action does count mm. and making sure it's really about empowering people because mm. every person making a change makes a difference. You know, it tips the scales. It, what, the ocean wasn't on the agenda 10 years ago like it is mm. today. That's and true. It's really an important thing that people realize that what their choices do matter, every choice they make, whether it's how you're spending your money when you go to the shops or use, taking reusable bags or not taking every, – every choice you make has an impact. I'd and add the way you vote too. <laughs> <laughs> and for our part, we'll be letting people know to vote for an end to oil and gas in Australian waters. Um, yeah. yeah, look, it's a it's a really interesting time um, to be active in this environmental space. There's a lot of good news. There's a lot of setbacks along the way, but the 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 arc seems to be, or the trajectory does seem to be more more positive action, more engaged people. Um, do you find that in your day to day around Bondi, or or have have the Bondi community? always been a little bit more on the front foot when it came to environmental concerns or do you see a change so i think there's a real balance i think that they think that they're very that they're very alert and they are in general but when you walk down to bondi beach and and it looks like you're in the tropics it's hard mm. to realize that there is a problem mm. sometimes so yeah I, like with, with our beach clean for example last year with our beach clean we got we we collected in 1 hour 45 kilos of rubbish off the beach right and that's a seemingly clean beach mm. so there's just so many ways that people engage and can learn these mm. what actions there are i think that's one of the reasons we've had such an incredible partnership with volvo from the beginning because they've actually been such pioneers and leaders in this space from investing a million dollars into the living seawalls to help restore our sydney harbour and coastlines to you know um to pledging to be the first car company to 
uh, phase out the combustion engine in Australia mm. being four years ahead of the rest of the world. Mm. So, I th- And it's amazing to see how, how the support that we've had from the companies that are coming on board that are really already showcasing their leadership in these areas. Mm. No, that's great. I mean, I'm sure you just used some family connections through your Swedish background to get it over the line with the Volvo team, right? Like it, it must it have been a couple of phone calls. Way. It would have seemed that way. <laughs> I, I actually sent them photos when I first met them of my dad and my uncle driving uh, around the whole of Europe with the tornado on the roof of their car and it was a big old <laughs> Volvo station wagon. I'm sure it was a bunch of Swedes on vacation. Sounds yeah. cool. Um, there's a big festival ahead, lots of things going on. What's the single most kind of interesting thing for you personally that you're looking forward to? Is there an event or an activity that you're like, you know what, I know there's lots of good things happening, but this one's the one that I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about some of the outdoor activities. Like we've got a sand sculpture building competition this year. I saw that. So that's really like that's a really a fun activity for people to get involved in. The talks are, are amazing. We've got such inspirational talks this year as well. We've got an ocean plastic action forum, and that's our first year that we're doing that one as well, mm. with an incredible lineup of speakers. So if you have not checked that out, you really need to have a look at what we've got going on there. And um, just watching people. For me, I love watching people walk around, check out the markets, discover all these new products, looking at being inspired by the kids' artworks and listening to some of the amazing music lineup. We've got Tony Childs, Emmy Award winning and nominated artists coming to sing along many other ocean-loving artists. Sounds beautiful. I can't wait to be there with you. And anyone listening, make sure that you take this opportunity to get involved get to Bondi over the weekend, kicking off on the 15th of March and wrapping on the 19th. Is that accurate? That's absolutely right. Mm. Check out our website, oceanloversfestival.com and follow our socials to get daily updates of what's happening. 